thank you for listening to the weekly message at First Baptist Church in Bushland, Texas. Well, like I said, we uh, we got back from youth camp yesterday. It was it was great. We we brought some stuff home. We got some T-shirts. We got a trophy. Check that. Yeah, that's cool. We dominated, like totally dominated in volleyball. And then basketball, we totally dominated in that. Um, I'm blaming the refs. Uh, That might be where I lost my voice yelling at those refs. What's wrong with you? Um, But yeah, we we did bring some stuff home. Thankfully, though, we did leave some stuff there. Um, There was lots of dirty laundry that uh, we just kind of left there. Uh, we, We threw it away because it smelled bad. Um, but yeah, each, each one of these students, uh, n- no joke, and some of the leaders there, it was so awesome to see some of the stuff that was just left behind, that was just given up to God, that was left at the altar. Um, I'm not going to lie, some of the stuff that, uh, that came forwards from some of the youth uh, just totally floored me, and it was awesome to see. Um, our theme... Our theme that we did for youth camp, and I'm just going to kind of tell you guys about it. And then I've got a few students who uh, would like to share some testimonies. It was this idea of um, exposed. That, that was our key word, was exposed. Not like naked people running around, like Adam and Eve. But it was, it was a cool kind of exposed like you see in John. So let's go ahead and look there. Uh, we're going to look at John chapter 3. John chapter 3. And we're going to be in verse 16. Second to Jesus wept. This is probably the most memorized scripture here. John 3.16. But I'm going to go a little further than just the 3.16. We're going to get into some awesome juicy stuff here. In John 3.16. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into this world to condemn the world, but in order that the world could be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and the people loved the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not want to come to the light. Otherwise, their works will be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that they may be clearly seen and they can show that their works have been carried out in God. That's some deep stuff right there. We talked about this idea of God being this light who wants to come into us and he wants to expose. In this section of verses, you see this idea of of people choosing the darkness. They wanted the darkness. Why? Because they didn't want to be exposed. Where God's presence is, you get exposed. Look at Adam and Eve. They sinned. They didn't start trying to hide till God showed up. Then they go hide in the bushes. World's first recorded uh, hide and go seek. 
happened right there with naked people. Um, glad the game's evolved. Um, but yeah, they, they, they didn't want to be exposed. They knew that God would expose, and they didn't want that. And so God, he's, he's walking, he's like, hey guys, where are you? We're hiding. They weren't very good at hide and seek yet. We're hiding over here. He's like, why? Because we're naked. They didn't want that exposure. When we get Christ in us, he wants to shine in us. Jesus didn't come in this world so that we could sing some awesome songs. Jesus didn't come in this world so that we could put tithe in a bucket. Jesus didn't come in this world so that we could uh, go and say, I'm praying for you and go home and forget about it. Jesus didn't come into this world so that he could do some cool miracles and have everybody talk about it. Jesus came in this world so that he could have every ounce of you, not just your money, not just your time, not just your children, not just your parents, not just your prayer list, all of you, every bit of you. Um, and to get this, this light to shine in us, it's not about just doing a few good things. It's, it's about doing everything he commanded us. And this obedience makes people uncomfortable. You see that in this section because the, the exposed, there's people trying to hide from it. If the light is dim, there's nothing to hide from. It's like the boogeyman, right? Your kid is called, hey, there's a monster under the bed. You turn on the light, everything's fine. Boogeyman magically disappeared. Same deal with Christ. He wants to be a light so strong and powerful in each one of us that it makes darkness uncomfortable. That it makes darkness cringe. It makes Satan hate when you're around. That's the kind of light Jesus wants in you. To where Satan just cringes when he knows oh no, they're coming into the office today. Oh no, that person's a prayer warrior. Oh no, that person's not scared to shine and tell somebody about what Jesus did. That's, that's what Christ came for. And that's what Christ came for. And Jesus didn't just come though to make people's lives comfortable. That's what we think a lot of times in the church, especially here in the Bible Belt. We think, well, these, these, these are comfy chairs. I'm comfy in the service. The speaker's good. The worship's good. And, and, and we're just comfortable a lot of times. And that, that's one of the things that they talked about at this youth camp is it's not always about being comfortable. Jesus made some people very uncomfortable. That's kind of why they killed him. Yeah, he didn't come to just give everybody warm fuzzies all the time. Paxton nailed it. It's not all about the feeling. It's about the change. It's about the transformation of darkness to light. That's what it's about. And Jesus wants to do that in each one of the students, in each one of the adults. He wants to do it in each one of us. He came not to make lives comfortable, but to make eternities comfortable. That's big. That's that life and life more abundant. That's, that's being able to be with him and walk with him in his, light, in his life. Um, I, I did some, uh, some fun stuff. I, I looked at a poll because I, I like statistics. Um, and so I, I'm reading through. I, I decided, 
Okay, so I wonder where people least want to be. The things that pop into people's heads with ADD. And so I, I decided to look it up. And the number one place was actually a tie. School. <laughs> yeah. All the parents are like, yep, I know it. I see it in my kid all the time. In kids, work. You know, you see it in your parents all the time. They're like, oh, I gotta go to work. Those tied for the number one and the number two place that people hate to be the most is work in school, which I think is interesting because those are the two places that God has put you to be the brightest light. That's where you have the biggest impact. He has set you up to shine right there brighter than anything else. And you're like, oh, I don't want to go there. It's so draining. What are they going to make me do today at the office? Oh, what kind of homework are they going to give me today? And so we we just dread it. But you know what? I wonder if maybe that dread comes from us as believers being comfortable. We just want to go to the office. We just want to go to the classroom and get through the day to punch our ticket and go home, play video games, lay on the sofa and click through the channels complaining about how there's nothing on. But there's a bigger picture. I wonder if the reason that so many people dread school and dread work is because they're not meeting their purpose there. Maybe we're not shining there. Because I know whenever we're in God's light, we get these things called the fruits of the Spirit, and one of those is joy. One of those is peace. I mean, there's some cool stuff there. What if it's because we're not stepping out and being the light? And that's that's one thing that uh, the, the speaker really challenged the students with at youth camp was that they would step up in their schools and be willing to be the light, be uncomfortable, be the light so that their friends would look at them and be like, okay, there's something going on there. To where it couldn't be denied, it couldn't be labeled as hypocrisy, it couldn't be labeled as a church camp high, it couldn't be labeled as anything other than the presence of the Holy Spirit in their lives through Christ Jesus. God, he commanded us, if you, and you don't have to turn here, uh, but if you ever look in the book of Matthew, at the very end, the last thing Jesus said to the disciples before he got beamed back up, yes, I'm a Trekkie. Before he got beamed back up, this is what he said to the disciples at the very end of Matthew. This is not a suggestion. This is not a good idea. This is not just something that missionaries do overseas or pastors do in churches. This is something for every person who has the light of Christ in them. All the way from little, all the way to big. All of us. In 28, down in verse 18, he starts it off pretty clear. Jesus came to them and he said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. He's got the authority to boss us around now. That's what he's saying. He's saying, I can boss you around. I'm bigger than you are. And the disciples are like, yes, sir. Verse 19, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, If you have your own Bible, underline this, teaching them. 
to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. That's that light in us. It's always with us. And you know what? Teaching takes our voice. We have to use our voice. It might be uncomfortable, kind of like right now. This, this really hurts. But God has put each one of you in the place you are. The fields are ripe for the harvest. The workers are few. You guys are the workers. Students, you are the workers. You are the ones that get to shine that light so that other people can accept the light. But it takes telling people. It takes being willing to be uncomfortable. Jesus didn't come to make people's lives comfortable. He came to make their eternities right. It might be uncomfortable to let that light shine. It might be uncomfortable to be doing this great commission. But hey, Jesus didn't come for comfort. He's the great comforter. It means he'll take you through. Not meaning he'll give you plush cushions all the way through life. It means he will help you through the bumpy places. So I've got a question. These two places, school, workplace, are they exposed because of you? Are they exposed because of you? Is your light there uncomfortable, like we saw in John, where the darkness is trying to hide? Is that your light? Or is your light just a good person? Everybody's like, oh, he's just nice. Oh, she's just nice. Oh, they always do what they're told. That's just kind of what they do. Or are you making the darkness uncomfortable? That's what we're called to do. We are called to expose. In this in John, it, it's so cool because it talks about this idea of, of this, this gospel of light. And this gospel of light is Jesus, not the gospel of self. It's the gospel of Jesus. And the gospel of Jesus impacted lives this week. The gospel of Jesus helped some people get past depression. The gospel of Jesus helped people overcome their insecurities. The gospel of Jesus helped students get out of pornography, helped them get out of uh, sleeping around, helped them get out of drugs and alcohol and abusive situations. Jesus has that power. He has that light. And he made, promise you, every single person in that camp uncomfortable from the little ones to the big ones. It doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop here. It continues for eternity. I found this really cool quote that I like. Um, It's by Frederick Harrison. And I like it because it kind of corresponds with this verse here where it talks about this, this idea of an alternate gospel, people loving their own gospel, the gospel of darkness, the gospel of the spirit of Antichrist. And this, this is what Frederick Harrison says. He says, society can overlook murder. They can ol- overlook adultery or swindling, but it never forgives the preaching of a new gospel. That's what we're there for. 
That's what we're here for. That's what you're at school for. That's what you're at work for, is to spread a new gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ that changes lives and lights them on fire, that makes the darkness run and tremble. Is your workplace uncomfortable because of the light in you? Is there a path of shivering, trembling demons behind you because of the words you're saying, the things you're teaching? I'm just going through the motions of being a happy Christian. We're all happy Christians. We're in the Bible Belt. But are you being a light? And I'm going to have some students here in just a second come up and share what God did for them. But first, I want to read one more uh, quote. This is, this is one that's awesome. I saw it last night, and I had to throw it in here. I saw it on the tail end of a uh, Bruce Willis movie. This is a quote by a guy named Edmund Burke, who was a rev- revolutionary kind of guy. He was old school. He was a Whig and all that stuff. Um, I don't understand all that history, but yeah, cool guy by what I read on Wikipedia. It's online, you can believe it. This is what he says. All that is necessary for the triumph of evil is that good men do nothing. That's powerful. That's powerful. All it takes for the darkness to prevail in your school is for you to not be the light. For you to shy down, oh, that make me uncomfortable. Oh, that, make, that makes me nervous. What, what if I lose a friend? What if I have to break up with my boyfriend or my girlfriend? Evil just won. Adults, workplaces. Well, you know what? Technically, it's against my code of ethics to talk about religion or bring that up. You know, and it, I, I might make people around me a little uncomfortable. They might think I'm some religious wacko. Yes, we are. (laughs) We're a light. If you do nothing, if you say nothing, if you're not doing that great commission, if you're not, like Jeff said last week, making fishers of men, evil's triumphing. Evil's winning out. Right now is a time where we need to step up. Those of us who are being lights, we need to step up. Those of us who are not being lights, we need to step up because our world is getting darker and darker. It needs us. Not for what we can do, but for what we contain in us. The light of the Holy Spirit. I'm gonna go ahead and ask the students and the leaders that we're going to share to go ahead and make us a uh, little gauntlet line right here. And I'll beat you with the microphone. These students are just a few. We ended up taking um, 96 was the final count. 96 people to camp. And God did something in every student that's there. These are just a few that said, yeah, I'll step up and share. But God worked in each one of them. Even the ones who may not realize it, a seed was planted, a seed of light was planted. And we're just going to kind of go down the, uh, the line from uh, left to right 
So, um, Ruth, you get to start it off. If you want to keep it in three words, you can. If you want to use four or five, a sentence. I'm not picky. I just want to say, first of all, that God is so good. And uh, before I went to camp, I was tired. Now I'm really tired. But, you know, I feel so refreshed because I got to hang out with kids that just love the Lord. And it's so awesome, you know, even through... Um, the hard things that they go through every day, you know, they still love the Lord and are faithful to him. And um, so I just want to encourage you, all, you guys to ask them how their week was so that they have the opportunity to share because they have something to share. And I know that they're going to share today, but um, encourage them to let them practice telling what God's done in their life. Uh, okay, well, every year at camp... I learn a lot about leadership, a lot about stepping out, you know, speaking up, stepping out in faith, doing all that. But what was really different about this year is that I learned, I discovered a whole new area of leadership. And what really changed about me at camp is the way I worship, the way I lead when I worship. Because uh, really you don't realize that like how, how many people are just itching to just start worshiping like crazy, you know, but they won't do it because they're embarrassed. And you don't realize if you just do it and you just forget about everything and go for it, how many other people will do it also. And so uh, God really showed me that. He really showed me what it's like to 100% forget everything and just actually be alone with him. And that was really cool. That was That was incredible. So, yeah. Well, hello. Um, we had an awesome time at camp, all 96 of us. And what God showed me was, well, one of the pastors up there said that Jesus doesn't like a lukewarm Christian. And that spoke out to me because I felt like I'd kind of just been going through the motions, not really just giving all I've got to God. And it really struck my heart. So from now on, I want to be on fire for God all the time. And a guy shared, he had a vision that... There was a man sitting on the hill in front of the crosses, and he was just glowing with the fire of God. And every person that he touched just caught on fire immediately. And that there were demons trying to, with chains, pulling people down off a cliff. And he just walked by and touched them, and boom, they'd be let go, and they'd be on fire for God. I want to see that happen everywhere I look. So that's what God showed me. Okay, so... First of all, I just want to start off by saying thank you, because um, in the beginning, I was in the hospital like with head problems, and there was a family that paid for me in full to go to church camp, and um, while I was there, I got a calling from God to step out and be in ministry, and um, one night during worship, we were singing a song about armies and um, chains being broken, and I was just like asking God to show me something and I got a vision of like all of us just being decked out in full on army like warriors like in silver pads and we were all just standing in front of God and worshiping to him and he just had his arms stretched out to us saying thank you my children I love you and I worship you and I I'm so proud of you so Um, this year uh, at church camp, it just like brought me closer to God, 
and with great friends and stuff supporting me through all like the bad things that I've been through and just showing that um, making new friends and everybody just like being there for me just meant a lot to me. So thanks. <laughs> Um, this year, God taught me not to be afraid of anything. Um, I just want to say EYC was definitely a life-changing experience, and it helped me to learn to forgive the past and to forget the past and always to be on fire for God. God showed me that he made all people different. Some people are loud and some people are quiet. And he made me quiet. But he didn't do that so that I would be scared of everybody. He did that so that I could overcome it and be brave and trust in him. Um, well, I'm interning here with Asher and the youth. And um, I didn't know a lot of the kids before. But I got to know a lot of the girls, and I really enjoyed that. And a lot of them really, like, um, they actually reached out to me, and they were like, hey, Karen, come sit with me, and all this stuff. And it was just really nice to see, like, their heart just to, like, um, really touch other people and even me. So This year at camp, I learned to uh, step out and be bold with my faith. This year at camp, I learned not only to be strong with God, but with others around me. Awesome. Give these students one more round of applause as they head back to their seats. <clears throat> we are going to go ahead and move into an altar call. So, Paxton, if you can come up and play a little ditty. Knee slapper. <laughs> but I would just ask that as we go into this, this altar call, that you would just ask yourself and answer truthfully to yourself, is the darkness different because I'm here? Am I exposing anything? Or am I just floating through? I just ask yourself that question. And if, if you need to come forwards and lay something down, get something right with God, that's awesome. This, this altar is open. Feel free to come as an individual or as a family or a couple friends to come kneel before God. If you realize during, uh, during the lesson, maybe God spoke to you and showed you, you know what? I don't really have the light in me at all. I need to ask Christ into my life as my Lord and Savior. If that's you, come on forwards. I'd love to pray with you. If maybe you just need to get things back on track, come talk to me. There will be a couple uh, families up here too that you can pray with. But for any needs, feel free to just come on forwards. Let this be a time where you can step up in God's light. Dear Lord, I want to thank you so much for being here. I want to thank you for being a powerful God who can conquer the light. For being a God 
they can just overpower any darkness that comes against us, even if it's a darkness that's coming from within us. And I just ask that you would expose our hearts right now, that you would show us where we truly are and how to get to where we want to be. Lord God, I ask that you would expose us and let your light shine in us and that we could be the kind of people that let your light shine in our schools and in our workplaces.